0: Hello, this is Patrick, and it is time for Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Brought to you by ThePracticalHerbalist.com and sponsored by Mountain Rose Herbs, your source for high-quality, organic, bulk herbs, gourmet spices, loose leaf teas, essential oils, herbal extracts, and natural body care ingredients. Visit them at MountainRoseHerbs.com. And now it's time for Real Herbalism Radio with your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And And welcome welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Cinco de Mayo is a big deal here in North America. On this day each year, we like to think that Mexico's win in the face of great odds was one of their greatest contributions to our culture. The truth is, their plant medicine has had a bigger and more lasting impact on our daily lives. Today, we're talking about a few of the herbs we love most from, from Central and South America. Sue, one of the stories I love that you tell is the Cinco de Mayo story. And yes. since we happen to be recording on Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. you're going to have to tell that story. Okay. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's an underdog story, and that's one of the things I absolutely love about it. The uh, Of course, Mexico had been independent and was its own country. It was liberated from Spain quite a while ago, but they had this horrible war debt, and the French had... Loaned them a bunch of money. And Napoleon, at the time, had this idea about world conquest. So he thought to himself, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, hey, Mexico, you're having some trouble with those loans. I'm just going to come in, take over your country. We won't worry about the loan debt. And since the United States is having a civil war, I'm going to go from there, from that base, up and take over America. And that will be part of my big world conquest thing. All right. So, so And he thought in his arrogance— that the town of Puebla at the time it was uh, Puebla de Los Angeles, that they were very friendly to France. Well, he was wrong. Yeah, how'd that, that work was out just, for That it? was just a big <laughs> smile with a uh, yeah. That didn't work out so great. So he sent an armada of ships to go take over Mexico through Puebla, and the people of Puebla, although they were outnumbered two to one, got got together under the um, uh, leader uh, Zaragoza, and they battled fiercely mm-hmm. against the French troops and they obliterated them Which is and sent awesome. them after there was a few subsequent <laughs> battles after that but sent them with their t- tail between their legs right they were not prepared for that at all no so no. they were just going on guns not on talent and what happened in north and, america and in north america the the because. civil war was not going very well of course it was horrible and when the north americans heard about this victory mm-hmm. they just they were reinvigorated and they yeah. realized that that they too could win, and they felt they were like this so was inspired. this was the story. Yeah. This was the story that kept them going. Yeah, so they were able to rally, and it. I mean, it that battle basically saved the entire world from being conquered. Uh, by Napoleon, it was huge, and is and, it, so and That's more, why
1: we really need to thank. The we Mexicans really do. I mean, those
2: people were amazing. I really yeah. applaud their their yeah. courage and, of course, their skill base. and And this is why it's such a big deal in North America. The Mexican American people they look at that and they have an idea of what what that meant to all of us. and And there's reason to celebrate. So right. I think that's awesome. And of course, it it is a very organized country as mm-hmm. far as their history. We we're talking a little bit about how they fifty years before the
1: jamestown was even settled they already had medical schools right yeah the aztecs were they had advanced they had advanced societal structure mm-hmm. and their medicine was far more advanced than european medicine at the time yeah i mean they 5, had public 000? schools they had yeah. public schools like their kids had to go to school yeah you know the europeans didn't do that for what another 200 years they had an organized <laughs> pharmacopoeia of over five thousand plants right right One of the things I think that's most inspiring about them is how their plants and their foods, which are essentially some of their herbal medicines, have infiltrated all corners of the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't think about Indian food without chili peppers and tomatoes, really. And chili peppers and tomatoes are straight out of Central and South America. There was no chili pepper and no tomato in India until... The conquistadors brought those spices and those foods back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's spread. It's everywhere the, Thai food. The milks, Irish potato famine. Mm-hmm, I mean, they wouldn't have had potatoes in the first place if it weren't for Central, South America, Peru. Right. I mean, Yeah, we really take
2: take a lot of those foods for granted. Yeah. You know. yeah. But it, it's been hundreds of years, so right. know, it's at a certainly at a time to infiltrate. And because they're such nutritious foods and, and Except for tomatoes, which are kind of beastly <laughs> to grow sometimes. Um, they are they are pretty easy
1: to grow and they've yeah. it, corn. Corn you know, is beans. huge. Oh god, corn has been Squash, domesticated yeah. by people in central, central and South America for as much as eight thousand years. Yeah, it used to be a little grass head. I know. A tiny little the grass head. The grass that it came from is long since extinct. I mean, they were domesticating it before Europeans were probably even out of the caves. You know what I mean? It's just amazing how how sophisticated their herbal medicine and their food systems were. Yeah. That takes a highly structured
2: society, a lot of organization, and a lot of team building. Yes. Not one for all kind of stuff. It's everyone working together to... Help the entire society, and, and I, I frankly have always said that's what we need more of in a modern culture.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. And I think we need to recognize some of the, the things, like sweet corn, for instance, is one of those ones that gets a bad name in our culture, in our, in our country GMOs right now. Or well, because of GMOs and syrup. because of high fruit, which is all field corn stuff. Right, right. But sweet corn itself, there aren't that many GMO strains of that mm-hmm. on the market. For the most part, sweet corns are not GMOs. Right. It's the feed corn yeah. and things like that that they're putting GMO into. Right. Yeah. And then they highly process that stuff. If you're just eating an ear of sweet corn, mm-hmm. you're getting some really good nutrition. You're getting a lot of good fiber. You're getting some, um, I forgot what the vitamins are, but there's like all these heart-healthy vitamins and minerals like potassium. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. vitamin K was one of yeah. them. And the
2: corn silk itself. Mm-hmm. Is which we tend to throw away is really good medicine. If, yeah, so, you know, for little kids that have problems with bedwetting, it's excellent yep. for them, and it does taste like corn. Right, I mean, people are surprised by that. I'll take a little nibble. Why this tastes just like corn? The plant well, that it came from. Yes, it does. Here. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean it's so delicious. Yep. you know. Yeah, people that have swelling ankles, you know, from the edema, or yeah. you know, they they go to the bathroom a lot at night. This is just corn silk. Right, for God's sake, simple right. as that.
1: Yeah, the uh, I think it was the Aztec word for it is maize. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, it means mother of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an incredible name is that! Yeah, there's some beautiful stories about that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one of my favorite ones. I mean, you know, it's one of my favorite herbs tonic plant herbs out of mexico
2: yeah what are some of the other ones um chili
1: pepper Ugh, oh chili. god i love the chili peppers absolutely yeah i mean it's great for pain relief really. this last winter i used it for flu and colds yeah how i mean i stuck a chili pepper i just a dried chili pepper in my tea i just made my regular whatever tea i was drinking at the time usually herbals uh-huh. and i just crack it open stick it in there and with the it. seeds and everything Now, make it too hot thing. Some days, it depended on the days. (laughs) Some days it was really hot, but other days it was just right. All Mm -hmm. in all, I know that there were at least two flus that everybody else in the house got and I didn't get while I was drinking that Mm -hmm. stuff. Then I took a break from it, and I got the flu, but then partway through it, I started drinking again, and I started to feel the respiratory system portion of that flu clearing up really fast. Mm And even though I felt like when my throat was feeling raw, I'd feel the burn on the back of it as the chili went down, and then all the soreness would go. Yeah. So I mean, chili pepper is known for being a pain reliever. Oh yeah, and,
2: and it's one works. of those medicines that when people have said to me, oh, herbs don't work, and that's one of the go I'll Say, so when you take a bite of pepper, what happens? Like oh, oh it gets, my mouth gets hot, and I start sweating, and like oh, oh so those things that your body does. This is how we figure out how to use medicine. We watch how our body reacts, and then we apply it. Exactly. And that's that's yes. how you use herbal medicine. That's how you use medicine in general. So the fact that you can recognize just by taking one little bite right. that your body is interacting with this plant that that's how you apply it.
1: Right. Introduction A. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. And chili pepper is awesome for that. Yes. I mean, another thing that it does too. My favorites tend to be the ones that also happen to be good for the heart. Uh-huh. It turns out. It's yeah. not that I chose them that way. It's just that's apparently where I lean to. And heart disease is a bigger thing in my family. Mm-hmm. My family's one of the families that has heart disease and blood pressure problems. Right. So maybe that's why I love these. Yeah. But chili pepper is one of the ones that they say that if you take when people do the things of, like, the cayenne capsules, right. it's, like, two to four cayenne capsules, and I can't remember how many units or how they measure that. Oh, the heat units? Yeah, oh, I can't okay. remember they do that, but they, take them in, they tell you to take them in capsule form if you don't want to get the burn. Mm-hmm. I'll just eat the chilies because I like the burn, but... Right they say you take two to four a day, and it helps to get your circulation system to balance itself. Mm-hmm. So your blood pressure, if it was high, goes back down. If it was low, it goes up. Mm-hmm. If you had any areas where you had constrictions, your body will just naturally open those areas up. Con- cholesterol yep. and different things like that. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly, and, yeah, and it'll yeah. tighten the veins in the areas where they were too loose. So it's yeah. really a, an adaptogenetic, I think, for that. It's I think a, that would be the right term. Room. Yeah, and, and for people that... Tend to get
2: ulcers myself, included, yes. and then that's one thing that that's really good for. It. And I, I have. Have a, you tried a, it out for ulcers? Yes, I have. Yeah, and how'd that go? It, it works fine. You know, I, I use it as prevention. Once I get yeah. the ulcer, then I'm not using cayenne. But
1: yeah, that's what I read. If you use it, like if you were to take it daily, I yeah. suppose you would take it. Maybe. Maybe my, you don't like the hot as much as I do. <laughs> I do like hot though. I, I saw I that face when like right, so I stick a chili pepper in my tea. Yeah. You're like, oh my god. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We
0: couldn't drink anything okay. she was making.
1: Yeah, Finn, I was tried good. her candy yeah. peppers.
0: Yeah, Finn and I they could were not good. do it.
2: They, oh. That <laughs> burned a hole in my head, but it was good. It was, I acknowledged it as good. Oh, good. they were
0: they were intense. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. no question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that uses this. He gets mouth ulcers all the time, and he mm. makes this this gargle that sometimes he'll just dip his toothbrush in it, and it's basically cayenne tincture. That he's nice. added a couple of other items to it, like right. lemon balm and, and yeah. something else. I can't recall right now. But he just dips his toothbrush in there and brushes his I'll teeth with it. it. Hot, yeah, yeah. But it's really it helped does his. The job. Yeah, he was having trouble with his teeth. It was. You know, of course, there's an astringent quality, mm-hmm. which helps firm up your gums. But, yeah. it, you know, he says, I haven't had a mouth ulcer since I started that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's also their, um, It's their antiseptic. So they, do right. kill, they kill a lot of germs. Yeah, They're one of those things that if you have a cut or a wound, you're supposed to stick chili pepper on yeah, it. Yeah, and I've done that because it'll uh-huh. stop the bleeding. It does. And I've done it with my dog's claws. And the day that I did it, he refused to be still enough, so he kept licking it.
2: And oh. that was why it didn't work.
1: I, was finally, I just finally sent him out to the yard to run for a few hours, and mm-hmm. eventually I'm, the bleeding stopped. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> well, I will say, Wendy, do not put cayenne pepper up your nose to stop a nosebleed.
1: Yeah, that would probably that would be <laughs> very unpleasant.
2: I, 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 I mean, I,
0: someone's done it, someone's obviously, done it. <laughs> so that's why you're <laughs> saying it. But
1: wow. Yeah, that oh, was one of those things. Choice. It was in an
2: herb book, but clearly the person that wrote it down, was only thinking about how it would apply, in and it never actually used it. And so the yeah. uh, the person that, one of the people that taught me, Dr. Tiorona Lodog, she tried it with her son, and he has never forgiven her for that. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> I've read, I've read that, they, that, that there was a snuff mix that they made in, like, ancient, I think it was Maya or Aztec civilization, there was a small with, and the chili pepper was one of the primary ingredients in and it. it was for dealing with nosebleeds oh. and, but it, you took a very tiny tiny it amount one of the formula it was one of the and, formula, and it, yeah, of the yeah, formula. Yeah. it made up maybe half the formula but the amount that you're taking was really really minuscule and you would just take this little bit mm-hmm. and give it 10 or 15 minutes and then take a little more if you needed it and yeah. that was that there's <laughs> but, a um, naturopathic physician in
2: Oregon here who has a number of fantastic uh, herbal formulas and cayenne, just a touch of cayenne is in every single one of them. He's mm-hmm. like, it's just good for everything. And far, as far as he's concerned, it's a panacea.
1: Yeah. Just a touch, just a little just bit. Just a teeny bit. Yeah. 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 I love that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. another one that I love is cocoa.
2: Cocoa. Which, yeah, you, you do. Know, you drink it I drink it out. every day.
1: Yeah. Evidence. I drink yeah. it every day. It's one of my favorites. But people don't think of that as medicine. They don't. That's candy. They don't. But, you know, and honestly, the way that I drink it is definitely the Aztecs would probably frown on it oh. because I put in soy milk and lots of sugar. Mm-hmm. Although mine's more bitter. My guys don't like it as much.
0: Well, the sugar that you have in there is just a tablespoon of brown sugar. And yeah. then whatever residual sweetness is from the soy milk we purchase, so yeah. it's not—it's not, it's not it's like not very. it's not the sweetness that, that's not candy bar sweet.
1: No, right. and I've been thinking I should even back it down a little bit and have a little less sweet. Mm-hmm. The Aztecs used to drink it with just mixed with water, mm-hmm. so it would have been extremely bitter. And, and is it used for the bitter qualities as mm-hmm. a digestive, or used as other- a digestive, and it's also for heart health it apparently mm. decreases blood pressure and helps reduce the plaque buildup in your in your veins. Yeah, that's something so. that they've been talking about a lot on the news is the
2: dark chocolate. Yeah, it really helps. It's, yeah, yeah, they've
1: had some new studies that have just come out fairly recently. Hardcore antioxidants, yes, yeah, yeah. So that and then that leads, of course,
2: to cancer prevention and yep. things like that. Which I haven't seen studies on that, but that's usually yeah. where that. Where yeah, that there's, goes.
1: there's, yeah. I've seen articles extrapolating that these antioxidants are often good for this. Right, stands to reason. Right.
2: Much. So we're at the speculation stage. Yeah, right? we're just waiting for those in, those studies to come in, and then.
1: We're going to have stockpiles of dark chocolate. Oh, wow. Oh, so ladies <laughs> of a certain age already have studies behind us explaining why it is we stockpile our chocolate. Yeah. And that's because it helps boost serotonin in your brain. Oh, okay. So right. it enough. really is about Fair feeling enough. good.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, as you were saying, that comment about how, the, how all these studies have just come out and you know, everyone's you know, jumping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Well, there is another proof of... Of, of working would, mm-hmm. in herbalism is that see now these tests come out and they validate what people have already known and have done
1: what people have been doing for th- right. five thousand so, years back to
0: your gentleman that says well herbalism doesn't work and then you gave him the example of the chili pepper I was like mm-hmm. well but now they have all these other things so why so none of the other herbs work unless a scientific company or whatever says right so herbalism only works for the ones that proved it works so all of this, the things like cleavers you know, uh-huh. Comfrey, whatever. Right, right. You know, do they? You know, there's no test. That suddenly, there's a run on Comfrey, or there's a run on <laughs> right. flavors. You know, I mean, it's it's sexy to say chocolate's healthy because you, you know that's a billion billion dollar industry. Hey, that,
2: yeah. That's the key right there. That's what yeah. right I it's the yeah. money behind. Well, it.
0: Well, sure, but what I guess I'm trying to say is that you know that it's herbalism. I mean, chocolate is derivative of cocoa, which is from the cocoa plant, and the nib, and the whole thing. So mm-hmm. that's in essence herbalism I mean mm-hmm. that's yeah. what it is mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't so quote unquote it doesn't work in all these other examples but only on the ones we've proven it does work yes. it, works. it just hasn't been you know, validated haven't. by by a scientific science authority science may
1: not say it works yet but they'll come around right
0: so when, <laughs> when so when cleavers <laughs> is found to to, to cure a, a hideous disease for whatever reason herbalism doesn't work and there's no power behind it nothing happens and it, but it is and it does and when are you going to wake up
2: right yeah yeah, anyway. yeah. No. That yeah, when they t- get sense. a check in the mail from the herbalism industry, and they'll say, "Oh, you know what? Changed my mind. It does work." There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's my so There you yeah, go. There's my bitterness right yeah, there. Exactly. Are there are a couple yeah. more on the list we oh, want to yeah. talk about. Yeah,
1: we want to get to definitely avocado, passion flower. Oh avocado. gosh, yeah. Passion flower is one of your favorites. It is my favorite. I still favorite. can't believe you weed whacked your passionflower. flower. That's shockingly horrible. I that's horrifying. I
2: wanted to see if it was really strong enough to handle me. It was a complete. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose. Yeah, and my husband's standing right there. I couldn't even deny it. <laughs> He's like, I have a new weed whacker. That was my Mother's Day present. I was all excited. And, I, so and I'm like, look, it? I'm going to get it right next to my passion flower. But there were two Thank goodness. So the other Thank one goodness. continued, it watched its fallen brother with sadness. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a, I mean, there are thousands of, I'm not exaggerating, thousands of species of passion oh, flowers there The are in They're gorgeous. The too. species in Canada that people have the most studies behind, but I'm putting with the same thing, like just because we
1: don't have studies right. behind the other species, I don't think that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't work. I think the ones that the Aztecs used. I'd be safe. I feel comfortable using those same mm-hmm. ones, regardless of what science says yeah.
2: about it. <laughs> and the incarnata is really easy to grow, fortunately, yeah. and in a variety of different conditions, which I think right. probably is one of the reasons why we have more studies behind it because right. you can grow it in places like Germany or. People are doing more studies. Well, people on will that. actually do the studies. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's that little
1: piece right there. But we so use what it was in the your, clinic. your favorite use for it? Because I know you used it personally a lot. Oh, yes.
2: Uh, in the clinic, we use it when people are reporting that they're staying awake because of anxiety. They have what I call the railroad train of mm-hmm. thoughts that just right. keeps going through their head, and that's what's keeping them awake. It's also really good for people that are suffering from grief. And mm. that's that's what's keeping them awake as well. They just can't turn off all of those thoughts. So, passion flower will give that to people in a tincture form, or for children, we'll give that to them in a glycerite form, and it just calms them down, and mm-hmm. and it works really well for hypertension, obviously, as yeah. well as anxiety. And yeah. it's such a it's an easy flavor for people to 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 deal with yeah it's slightly sweet yeah yeah
1: yeah. and you used it for insomnia right
2: yes yourself yeah because i again i have this railroad car my brain just won't
1: shut off (laughs) i'm just laying there and i'm thinking and thinking and thinking yeah i've I've gotten three o'clock in the morning emails and wondered what the heck you were (laughs) doing up at that hour what's wrong with you and i know I mean, you
2: you like there's the trick that you just hold your breath for a few seconds and then let it out and then hold your breath and then let it out. And you know, you do enough pacing and that will put your put you to sleep. I understand right. that.
1: In theory. In theory, but that would
2: mean that I'd have to stop thinking about the other crud in my head long enough <laughs> to think, you know, it's actually really late.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. But,
2: yeah. So I've yeah, seen
1: so. that and the passion flower, I've read about it being used for epilepsy because it's an antispasmodic. Sure. Have you I haven't got used any it that way? That? Yeah. I
2: mean, we're There's, urgent care. Right. So we don't have a lot of experience working with that kind of thing. We do have people who that have epilepsy come through. But that's Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. our forte. No. So. Yeah. And I would I would like to read some more of those studies. But Passion Flyer, it's easy to grow, easy to use, easy to administer. Nice. No. Yeah. And there's so many people that come it's so through.
1: Beautiful. That it's I mean, it, it is. is. So beautiful.
2: It really is. Yeah. And I love watching the little bees come in and pollinate it because there's that little pedestal of uh, yeah. the stamen. Uh-huh. Uh, and they just kind of cruise underneath and you see the little little pieces of pollen <laughs> on their tiny little backs. And, so oh, cute. it's adorable. <laughs> yeah.
1: So but, cute. And it's the yeah. flower that you use when you're making like a tincture. or The, the, right the aerial parts of the vine.
2: Yeah. Nice. We use the whole thing. I just take a snip of it. That's another nice thing about it. It's easy to turn into tincture, chop the whole thing up. Stick it in alcohol and water, and there you go.
1: So I suppose after you weed whacked it, you had a lot of tincture. Yeah, I kind of did. You'll know? <laughs> probably be still using that tincture for a mm-hmm. while yet to come. Well, a lot of it went
2: to clinic, but there we have it. Yeah. <coughs> but Excuse wild me. yam was on there as well.
1: Yeah, wild yam is you st- another one that you've, you've I've used that. I mean, yeah. I've used it. Sometimes called Mexican yam. Yep. I used it a while ago. It was one of the ones you recommended that it did really help. I had some ovarian cysts that needed to reduce in size. And, yeah, and I used it. I think that was the one that was the first half of the cycle mm-hmm. or something like that, and then skipped the second half, or maybe the g- Donkey was the one that skipped the Don second Quai, half. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: the wild yam was throughout. Pretty much,
2: yeah. That's an intense <laughs> urban. There's a there's Who a was? storm of research going on around that one. Some some research is coming out saying oh, it doesn't do anything, and some research is coming out saying oh yeah, it definitely is. And I'm I haven't sat down and just analyzed. Well, why why are we getting such a wild array of results from that? Is that are they just taking one constituent is it you know a double blind study what what are we looking at here though
1: so
2: i i'm speaking from ignorance here but
1: yeah i have no idea i haven't read the studies at all on
2: it for menopause it's Yeah. A, it's a and it's a good part of formulas yes it's a really good part of formulas yeah. and
1: it's i've often seen it in menopausal and pms mm-hmm. formulas i yep. think i've seen it in adolescent formulas as well that but makes I can't sense remember. yeah absolutely you know those hormones yeah. Ones. So, the Aztecs used the wild yam as pain relief, but they also used it for birth control and preventing miscarriage. Hmm. So, they said that if you take wild yam every month, after two months, you won't have fertility. So, you just continue to take it. And when you decide you want to have a baby, you just stop taking it. And after about a month, you know, one cycle then your fertility will come back. Interesting. I haven't personally tried it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but it does make sense that it would theoretically work because hmm. the birth control pill is a progesterone, sure, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's what it does is boost progesterone levels for you throughout your cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you were taking wild yam, which causes your body to boost its progesterone levels, mm-hmm. it seems like that would make sense. Hmm. <clears throat> yep,
2: we look forward to more studies on that one to Definitely. prove what we
1: already know. Definitely. The other one I want to get to for sure today is avocado. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. love avocados. You just had to some miss. today. Oh, yeah. yeah. I find a reason to have avocados several times a week. Yeah. I mean, I really, I love them. That's a that's a healthy fat for vegans yes. yeah, as it's, well. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of monounsaturated fats, right? Mm-hmm. That's the name of those, mm-hmm. the ones that are not going to cause cholesterol gain. Right, right. And the it's got... I think it's 75% of the fiber is uh, insoluble, Mm -hmm. which means it helps to clear out your digestive tract Mm -hmm. and cause you to feel full without having extra calories absorbed. Right, And then the 25% of the fiber that's the soluble fats is the stuff that... Helps to improve your digestion by supporting your gut bacteria. Yeah, is that how that works? If I, I, I remember believe. Right? Yeah, that's a good way of describing <laughs> it. And that's that's internally. That externally, yeah. people use that as a face mask for your skin. And yeah, it's nutritive to your skin. Mm-hmm. The oil is. Yeah. I've seen. I mean, I've I've actually done face masks with avocado, just with the fruit. Too. Yeah. How did that feel? It felt actually really good. Really, it was weird, but it felt good it was my skin. Did you it put cucumbers on your eyes? I've done that too. <laughs> 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 haven't you? No! You haven't done that? No. It does not for that. Especially during the hay fever season, especially cucumbers on the eyes can really help reduce the itching. Right on. No, cool I, I, I love cucumbers, but I always just like eat it. I don't, yeah, know, do I don't look like it. a spa girl, but I do do some of these put crazy the pink towels. things.
2: Put the pink towel and then have the nice light. I do. I have a pink <laughs> towel that was embroidered with
1: my name when i was like 18 i still have it. <laughs> rub my hair up cute in it. <laughs> oh i need get a picture of that one that's going on the website next ladies and gentlemen <laughs> On. So one of the things that they've just come out with recently for avocado is a study that shows that it was a small study, but it was done with people who have high cholesterol and are categorized as obese or worse or mm-hmm. heavier, heavier mm-hmm. side people. And they had half the group ate an avocado every day and the other half the group didn't. Mm-hmm. And they were all having like the same meals or something like that. You know, I didn't read the study as thoroughly as you do because mm-hmm. I forget. You don't you know, have don't as much care. nerdly skill? I don't have as much patience. For oh, For okay, the geekiness. Right. I'm just kind of like, either it works or that. it didn't, people. All right, all right, right. <laughs> so, but anyway, what they found out was that in the people that were taking the avocado every day, they started to lose weight and they, their cholesterol started to go down. Mm. And the people who didn't just stayed, remained fairly level. And the only difference was the avocado. And the that only difference was the avocado, One's yeah. So they, they say that it has more potassium than bananas and it's got magnesium and vitamin K and... Right. Some of those B vitamins uh, with a little the little tough, numbers yeah. after them. Yes, <laughs> so. yeah, that, that's B vitamins, all right. All so it's, it's you know, surprisingly it's healthy. healthy, yeah. Uh, and they've and, got a ton of antioxidants or flavonoids yeah. or yep. one of those. And with,
2: uh, that's one of the cooling ones. So the, that that's part of the Mesoamerican. Mm-hmm. Um, as we close at the set to mention the way that the Mesoamerican yeah. um, people did their their um, herb, herbalism, which they still do, is the cooling and heating, and right. you see echoes of that also in in India and in in, in Asian medicine and traditional right. Chinese medicine. But something like avocado is a cooler, and you put yeah. that on a hot condition.
1: And right, yeah. So if your digestion is, if you're having diarrhea and mm-hmm. digestive upset, that's not gassy or constipated, yeah. Then you would want. That means you're. Digestion is hot, so you would take a cooling herb like avocado for that. Yeah, and I love that system
2: because it's just putting something more complicated into smaller easier terms yes. the heat and the cold and and just balancing yeah. those pieces out i yeah. i, I, that, I, I mean, think that's, that's a natural way in your seat. body yeah too. Exactly. it's
1: very easy to relate to
2: yeah i just had a got hit by a car and my hip <laughs> feels like it feel it feels better with the cold on it mm-hmm. and then my back which is compensating feels better with the heat on it right so, so i should get you some physical. chili pepper
1: for your back where it needs the heat <laughs> uh-huh. And then, I don't know. You can stick an avocado in your hip. I, I got I got all kinds <laughs> of great herbs. I'm I'm set in
2: herb world.
1: Yeah, I'll just sit. they'll
2: put salsa on me. I'll be fine. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, for more information, links, and resources that we mentioned on this program, check out our show notes on RealHerbalismRadio.com. You can find recipes, how tos, and more detailed information on the topics we discussed on ThePracticalHerbalist.com.
0: Now it's time for herbalism and homesteading news.
1: Today, we're going to talk about a Huffington Post article that was published on April twenty second, 2015. The article is entitled, Thousands of Families Demand Legal Medical Marijuana for Their Critically Ill K- Kids by Carly Schwartz. Patrick, this was something that I wanted to talk a little bit about because you know I know that you have a history of epilepsy in your family.
0: Well, I mean, we don't have it. It's not like it's passed on. In fact, um, my brother who has it uh, wasn't born with it. it right. It, 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 we believe it's a result of encephalitis. Oh. And he had um, multiple seizures, you know, day in and day
1: out. Right. But in this article, they talk about kids having, you know, 50 to 100 seizures a day. And your brother was in that category for a while, wasn't he? Uh,
0: for a while he was, but um, I don't know. The Mall. Uh, yeah. Not every time. Okay. No. I mean, he'd have um, micro seizures, I mean, little ones. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally he had the large ones where that was it. You know, he would go down and, and you know, as kids we'd have to, you know, fix him up and try to get him back mm-hmm. um, but you know this this wasn't even an option I mean right. this was the late 70s early 80s when this was happening to him and you know it was still I don't know completely vilified you know as, yeah. as you know and, and where we lived it was you know there was a certain element of people that smoked and, right. and used marijuana That's it right. was so the
2: vilification was of the marijuana
0: yeah of the marijuana not of course not the, uh, yeah, epilepsy, not the, epilepsy, but, the epilepsy but the drugs that he was being given Man, they were heavy. I mean, Dilatin is one of the big ones I remember as a kid. And there was like three other ones and these big pills. And, you know, he, his quality of life as a kid was, wasn't very good, you know, because he was always on this heavy medication, you know, and I always wondered after reading all these articles, including, you know, the ones that we've, would this have helped him? Mm -hmm. And if it would have, would my parents have done it?
1: Hmm. You know, how far
0: would they have been willing to go? Because, I mean, these these people, parents
1: are really—they're willing to go really far. Yes,
0: they are. But and here's the other thing is that you know they're willing to take all this risk, and they're willing to take the financial burden.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: None of this medication is going to be covered by any kind of
1: right.
0: HMO or yeah, health this is insurance. All very out of so this is going to be out of pocket expense. And right. even though the the producers have said they're not in it to make the money, they're in it to especially with this strain,
1: uh-huh. they're
0: in it to you know help kids great but that's still expensive
1: what yeah. strain let's talk briefly what is this what's the deal with the strain
0: well the name of the, the strain originally the what the growers called it um hippies disappointment cuz it didn't have all of the you know THC. the THC, thc in it it was that makes
2: you stone. right so yeah. so they
0: they they had all this product that was just sitting there. the woman i believe um this this girl her name is charlotte and her mom contacted these growers and said, "Do you have anything that's really high in CBD?"
2: Well, mm-hmm. right. they
0: just happened to have all this stuff sitting there, so they started to make small amounts of the oil, and then they started to, you know, you know, sell it to her. Mm-hmm. And that's when they noticed. That's when she noticed, and you know, they started to do their I mean, precursory testing, if you will, with with right. their daughter that suddenly this day hey, this is working
2: mm-hmm. right and
0: so then she went back to them and said hey we there's we got to do i need more and so uh, it started to happen and then they were profiled on a couple of national documentaries i think there was one mm-hmm. with cnn and then there was another um there was one
1: after that dr sanjay gupta yeah said came out as being in favor of medical marijuana right mm-hmm. then they they stepped up and, and right. told the nation what they had been doing and
0: Right so now they've renamed this strain uh, calling it Charlotte's Web in, uh-huh. in mm-hmm. honor of it's the of same Charlotte. one same exact one they just renamed it you know after now, the girl's after
1: first name which the is first a much name. more positive the name to be honest <laughs> sure <laughs> sure yeah and
2: for, so. it, it's for children they then it st- st- states here that it was $65 for a monthly supply which is far better than what oh, I'm God, sure yeah. the, the pharmaceuticals oh yeah
1: pharmaceuticals yeah. would have been the,
0: outrageous well if my parents didn't have you know l- low income support mm-hmm. they would there's no way they could they have would ever, have been
1: in low income because of well, the we, medical well, bills it well would, yeah it, if we didn't even you guys out
0: we, dilatin and that stuff that is, even back then that was really expensive
2: yeah it's still
1: expensive you know?
0: now Yeah, right. so I always wondered you know would that have you know helped my brother and now even my brother did all the medication. He went through the brain surgery. He did everything that, you know, all the experts said would would cure him, would Mm -hmm. would help him. And even to this day, he still has seizures. Mm -hmm. Not anywhere near what he had, but he still has them. And uh, he knows when they're coming now so he can take appropriate actions. But, you know, I'm wondering, you know, I'm reading this here. I'm like, I'm wondering if this would help him. And he wouldn't have mm. to be on the medicine he's on right now because he still be takes nice. prescription drugs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: he's and he's still.
1: And you know that stuff's hard on his liver his, and his kidneys, kidneys and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: you know, I mean, if he ever ended up coming out to Oregon for whatever reason, he had to be here. I'm wondering if I would take him aside and say. Hey, dude, let's try this out. <laughs> you know, I mean, try this out. my mom and dad are like, "What have you done?"
2: But
1: yeah, they're listening right now, right like, now, "Oh my, my god!" god. Yeah. But, but I think we can have to smoke it. No, no see, and the, well, the and thing is, you're taking right. a medication,
2: which is more trusted by the American people. Right. Well, if it's oil, in a pill yeah. form. If it's yeah, this is in, oil, well, and
1: if it's coming in oil form, in I capsules. mean, it's like taking a tincture or you can encapsulate that yeah, and that's what yeah. they, and that's they how they give that. them yeah. to kids
2: in the syringe where people yeah they get a syringe and uh, they're not injecting it but they're taking it orally yeah and, you know yeah, you have having a syringe because you can see how many you milligrams them. yeah you're you can dose it properly you generally yeah. there's three um, three dosage in a syringe right so it's easier to moderate and you're taking one per day right Yeah, that's the
1: thing about is when marijuana is used medically, when it's used appropriately from everything I've read, you're taking very low doses regardless of whether it's psychoactive style or not. Mm -hmm. It's all about low doses, not the high doses that marijuana has been vilified for. And for kids like this that have such a uh, hardcore
2: life that they're living. I mean, the, I'm and looking that at quote, this Time yeah. Magazine yeah, one. The, what was the name the of name the The name of the Time
1: Magazine. We saw, found a second article um, on time.com. Mm-hmm. It's called Pot Kids Inside the Quasi-Legal, Science-Free World of Medical Marijuana for Children by Kate Prick- Prickert. P-R-I-C-H-E-R-T. Richard.
2: Boy, I sure hate that title, but from that, I've got a quote that just made me really sad. It was about a woman talking about her son, and here's the quote from the article. The boy has intractable epilepsy and severe cognitive and physical delays, and then her quote is, there is no quality of life. This is like living death, the mother says later. He's so beautiful and sweet, but it's just heartbreaking. And that, uh, That you know, I feel that right right in my chest, too, just as I'm reading it. And I understand that feeling of wanting to do anything and everything you can to help. And Mm -hmm. to see such a different result after taking one little (laughs) capsules or or a little, you know, oil in a syringe or what have you. I mean, who wouldn't, who in their right mind wouldn't step behind that and take the risk to help their child?
1: Especially when... There's nothing really chemical about it, so it's not like you're adding something to your body that's... Like pharmaceuticals, they have... An incredibly long list of side effects because right. of the chemical nature of them.
2: Yeah. And, and the side effects that you normally think of for marijuana, being groggy, etc., is having the opposite effect on yes. your child waking them up. That's giving them
1: alertness and the ability to enjoy life. Yeah. I mean, hello. That yeah. seems like a pretty easy answer, right? Yeah, it's the princess kiss on Sleeping Beauty. You know? So it sounds like there there's that. a, a uh, act... A uh, what am I trying to say? A bill, mm-hmm. bill that they're trying to get through called the Charlotte's Web Medical Access Act, mm-hmm. which will, I believe, allow Americans in is it in general to yeah. be able to yeah, get we, this. So regardless of whether you're living in a pro marijuana state or like not, Colorado, Washington, or Oregon, it
0: right. would reclassify yeah. this particular strain from a class, or Schedule One, I think Sue used that term, Schedule One narcotic. Yeah so that it could be transferred across state lines and it could be used um, and, and prescribed. That's the idea nice. behind it, um, so that everyone could get it. Because right now parents are, you know, driving to California or whatever to get this strain in Colorado and then and illegally then, and then,
1: transporting and then it illegally across state, transporting lines, across and state totally lines. they don't get they caught. caught. Exactly,
0: yeah. you know. And the thing is the growers, uh, there's another part of the article, is the growers, um, it only contains .3 percent of THC, like a very, very right. tiny amount. In fact, uh, f- what they were saying is that would classify it as hemp. So if right. they can get this strain even reclassified as a hemp strain.
1: Well, and the irony is that, I mean, it's more like what marijuana was or cannabis was way back when, before mankind decided to start meddling with it a lot, <laughs> you know? Well, Being yeah, I
0: mean, sure. Cannabis you're, you're right.
1: from f- outside, there was the, the tropical cannabis was the one that had a higher THC, but what you know, the rest of like the Europeans and the Russians were taking, and you know the other Europeans were taking, that would have been like this. Sure, you know, no real, very little psychoactive, if any, and high in the CBDs. Well,
0: you're right, and, and it's. <clears throat> I just wonder if it'd be possible to, like I said, would it make a difference okay. in his life now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now yeah. it's a Schedule One drug, which means that. Um, the FDA considers it to have no medical use, and it is also subject to abuse. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is really offensive. But for medical marijuana, we've got a controlled substance with CBD, which is not the addictive substance at all in right. it. And other things on Schedule 1 would would be LSD or heroin
1: and things mm-hmm. like that
2: that, right. you know, there's not a lot of debate on whether that's addictive or not, but, or whatever, there's, there's, addiction and abuse are two different things. Right. So there are certainly a lot of things that are scheduled drugs, like uh, some of the opiates, for example, those are clearly open to being, um, abused yeah. and yet they have a clear medicinal use right so we're not necessarily trying to change some of those le- the legal language the only thing they're trying to change is to say it does in fact have medicinal use
1: right it has medicinal use and it should be a substance that can be prescribed yep. and covered by
2: insurance right. i mean that's a game changer for lots of difference, difference. Yeah. there's a
1: large number of people in our country that have yep. children with yeah, so and then these epilepsy. parents
2: won't go to jail for trying to be a good parent.
1: Right, right.
0: Well, they have a waiting list of a thousand families mm-hmm. that they can't get product to yet.
1: Right, and that's just you know probably the tip of the iceberg in terms of the community of people who could really benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so I think our takeaway from all of this is that definitely the face of cannabis and the law is changing. And yes, I think that that's a good thing.
0: And yeah. one other thing I'll add is that because. Be too, more states like Oregon, Alaska, Colorado, Washington have made it legal. We're going to find more and more studies being done.
1: Yes, which I think more can and more, can more validation because they, they can legally can study it because mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm.
0: legally study it. Yeah. I mean, everyone's wondering, well, why why are they finding all about this out now? Well, because there's availability for people to study it. Prior to that, mm-hmm. it was really hard to study that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and the quality of when you did finally get the government to go through all the checks that you had to go through to be able to be allowed to have a study the quality what i've read about is the quality of the marijuana that you got to use which was all grown in old miss was not always the same it wasn't mm-hmm. consistent mm-hmm. which makes it hard to study yeah you know true. If you have that much diversity and yeah the- you need your your product that you're studying to be at least consistent across itself mm-hmm. across your samples to have a good study yeah. Hmm. times they are changing they sure
2: are
0: <laughs> Herbalism 101 this is part of the show where Sue and Candace answer a listener question or teach you about an herbal definition or term covering basic to advanced herbal knowledge if you would like the dirt on herbs herbalism or anything else related you can send your question using our simple contact form at realherbalismradio.com slash herbalism 101 if we choose your question for the show we will send you a free PDF ebook, Natural Nutrition by the Practical Herbalist. Currently available for $4.99 at the Practical Herbalist store. Here's Candace and Sue to discuss this show's Herbalism 101 topic. This show's question is from Sarah G. Sarah writes If a reference says aerial parts are used for an herb, when is correct harvest time? Am I jumping the gun if I clip and dry before it flowers?
1: Mm. Sue, that's a good
2: question for you. Oh, I love that question. <laughs> the aerial parts that definition is really simple. It's just the part of the plant that grows above the ground,
1: yep, pretty so simple
2: that's and And when we use those those terms where it can kind of vary what we're talking about from plant to plant to make right. it even more complicated, I don't think we're normally if we're talking about a tree, the aerial parts of the tree
1: <laughs> in herbal medicine, <laughs> you're not it's talking wrong, about the gonna, con, right, no, yeah typically it's the softer stuff, yes, correct, yeah,. yeah. Trim it with a very small scissors or pick it with your hands, yep. then it's really an aerial part. Yeah,
2: like eucalyptus. They often won't even say the aerial parts, even though they're talking about, you know, there'll the be leaves. the stem and the leaf on it. Right. But it more mostly we're talking about, for instance, with lemon balm. Yeah. You know, right now... In spring, you, it, before it flowers, when that's nice, when you yeah, cut it down. the leaves are
1: thick and lush, mm-hmm. that's when you want to cut yep. that one, yeah. Because
2: when the flowers start, then more of the energy goes into flower.
1: Right, but, and you can see the plant change. It gets kind of spindly, and the leaves get tough and drier yes,
2: looking. More it's fibrous. Fibrous, and, and, yeah. Because yeah. that energy is going to a different part, and we don't want that. We want to keep it in the leaves. So it can vary mm-hmm. from plant to plant another
1: example St. John's, St. John's wort. wort you want to wait till it flowers yeah in fact that one's really not you don't want to bother if it isn't at its prime in flowering you don't even want it to flower over mm-hmm. you know where the flowers are starting to drop off you want it before that yeah when it's making all of that
2: um, mm-hmm. hyperflorin and hypericin it, that's yeah. the, the flowers that's one of the things that all it's the doing red, in the, leaf. the red yeah juice. that yeah. beautiful red color Yeah. so the, the short answer is really it, it can vary from plant to plant right. hawthorn you know or not necessarily
1: talking about the Hawthorn's aerial parts but yeah.
2: it is used throughout, throughout part of the many parts of the yeah, year there's
1: three aerial parts you pick on that the flowers the leaves and the berries yeah but the
2: they don't refer to it as aerial parts no. even though it is an aerial part because you want the specific piece right you know so you mm-hmm. could you can trim your hawthorn tree right now in the spring when it's flowering but you you would just pick off the the leaf and then the flower itself and in the fall when you've got a nice frost on it then you're picking your your, your berries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hoss, and the leaves
1: yeah. you pick pretty much anywhere in between, right?
2: Yeah, normally people will pick it in the spring
1: okay. because
2: they're picking the flowers anyway
1: right makes sense so in a lot
2: most of the time you're using those together you certainly can tincture them together that's right. not a problem put them in the same jar you don't have to separate that
1: right i mean yeah. you could if
2: you want to if you got a lot of time
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. not in my pantry yeah <laughs> it but, all goes in one spot yeah all so
2: air parts above ground and it generally refers to when you need to just pick something that that will include the stem oftentimes right that's what it, it's referring to um I can't think of anything else to let people know about. It's a pretty simple little term, and it's a joy to find out about the different plants and Mm -hmm. figure out which one
1: applies to which. It sure is. Thank you, Sue.
0: Sarah G will receive a uh, copy of Natural Nutrition, Herbal and Food Sources for the 15 15 vitamins and minerals that you need most. That's available on our store at ThePracticalHerbalist.com, but she will get a free copy in her email. And one last note. You'll probably notice that today we had a special visitor on our podcast. We had our parrot who decided to speak up for one of the first times ever. So if you hear little noises in the background, that would be our parrot, Kiko.
1: She's an Amazon. Mm-hmm. She thought today on Cinco de Mayo, she should raise her voice in praise of all things Central and South American. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to Real Herbalism Radio. Your hosts have been Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. To find more information and recipes from today's show or to leave a comment or suggestion, Visit us online at realherbalismradio.com. If you're feeling social, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com practical thepracticalherbalist. Don't forget to look up our ebooks and herbal folios at amazon.com. Use the search terms Practical Herbalist. This show has been sponsored by Mountain Rose Herbs, purveyors of high-quality organic bulk herbs, gourmet spices, loose-leaf teas, essential oils, herbal extracts, and natural body care ingredients. You can visit them at mountainroseherbs.com. If you'd like to sponsor Real Herbalism Radio, just contact us through our website at slash contact. Till next time, this is Patrick with Real Herbalism Radio and The Practical Herbalist.